Sunday after the Masters. What a weird day. I really don't know how to respond to this. So it's just me and Mike today. Um, Sean's going to join us maybe in like 10 minutes. So when you hear him stumbling in, you'll know. What do you think of today? It just seemed like those first five holes, DJ was kind of starting to tempt us, had a couple shaky holes, and then he just shut the, jo- shut the door. It really is too bad because it seemed like it was going to be such a good tournament on Friday. Yeah. Right. And even on Saturday morning, like it just there's so many guys up there. I mean, you can't even name them all, you know, and there are so many stories and everyone kind of didn't fade, but no one really made a crazy move. And then DJ was just flawless. And it turned out to be pretty underwhelming, despite how incredible it is for DJ to win and get his green jacket and validate his career and all that. I still wanted to see something i wanted to see him make a charge or cam smith to make a charge you know it's... i wanted to see sunjay win just so the translator would have to be there and butler <laughs> next to tiger and sunjay and anti ogletree and it would just be an absolute sweepstakes in there with with the riddler and uh, that Jim is Nance. that is a sneaky way to get into butler cabin just be a translator for a <laughs> sick asian player <laughs> Get into Butler Cabin. <laughs> I can't wait for the day that Sanjay pips a green jacket. I think he. I. Yeah, I think Sanjay's going to win a major for sure. Oh, I. I said this at the end of 2019 when he was probably the best player at the Presidents Cup for the international team. Like this guy has potential <laughs> to win 45, 50 million dollars in tour. Yeah, not to mention that he plays every week. <laughs> Shout out to him finally finding a house. That. That seriously. Like, warmed my heart. <laughs> seriously, he's closing on a house in Atlanta. Very exciting for Sungjae. He quarantines in a hotel room. <laughs> Can you just imagine the bill like every single week? And this poor guy is just like bringing him room service. So I want to get back to DJ. Mike, what's your what is your reaction? What is your opening take on DJ now a Masters champ? I mean, there's no hot take to really conjure up. I mean, he's, I mean, he cemented himself as the clear number one player in the world. I, it's really time to start talking about where he ranks among the pantheon of all-time greats. I, he's at bare minimum a top twenty player. When we look at his resume, he's maybe only, what, 30, 34, thirty, maybe top thirty. But he's all, but he's only thirty four, thirty five, and he's only, and he, there's no signs of him slowing down. Right. I mean. It seems like he's almost getting better. Yeah, and I remember at the beginning of this year, you know, everybody was like, eh, DJ's not really doing anything. Then he wins the Travelers, and then he just goes on an absolute rampage. Yeah, I I don't want to overreact to him winning because I still think that he's substantially underachieved given his oh, talent. I don't, think anybody's, I don't think anybody's disagreed with that. I mean, when you look at the most talented players of all time, He's, He's in my there. top five. But if you look at the greatest players and careers of all time, he's in my top 30. So there's definitely a drop off between what he could have done and what he has done. But this definitely, he needed this. He needed this. I'd like to think that this is the springboard onto something even bigger and even bigger and better. You know, sort of like in the way where Phil getting that first Masters just really sort of took his career to brand new heights and then he started kind of rattling off majors. I was hoping that's what Oakmont would be for him. And that's probably due to the fact that the the depth of field is just so much deeper now. It's just yeah. so much harder to win. Yeah. And he, you know, he seemed, he seemed like a different player than five years ago. 
Absolutely. I mean, everybody will talk about him, you know, going to the fade from the draw and how much that's helped him. But it's the fact that, especially after, you know, the, the quote unquote jet ski incident in 2014, <laughs> I mean, he's course management and the way he goes through a round, he hardly makes a single mental error. He always pick, he always makes the right choice. He does. He does. And he can hit all the shots. And now he can putt. Yeah, now he can putt. That's a big change that he's made going to the line on the ball. And it's helped him tremendously. But to go back to the fade part, I mean, it is very easy to play golf when when one side of the golf course is just not even in play. You're right. And there's really nothing that you can say about DJ now, even though maybe he's underachieved. But he needed this win to now elevate his career where you can start talking about him all-time greats. Yeah, we definitely were talking about him as all-time great talent, as you alluded to earlier. Top, you know, top five talent in your book. And I'm not going to agree nor disagree because I could definitely hear the argument from both sides. It's the fact that now he's got that second major, he's kind of elevated his status, and now compared what does he have, like 23 wins? I mean, that's... 24, I think. 24? I mean, it's easily a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. And just to put into perspective, I'm pretty sure 45 players have won three or more majors. Really? So we're talking about, you know, Angel Cabrera. Right. I mean, we're we're talking about Jim Barnes, who has four majors. Yeah, that, but what year was that? Like 1920? James Braid had five. I mean, it's hard to say that someone with two majors had a better career with someone than five. Even everything else that DJ's done. I'm sorry, but James Braid was probably playing at a pitch and putt. (laughs) (laughs) James Braid is sick, dude. I, I don't mean to disrespect Mr. Braid or, you know, Harry Varden or Ted Ray, but listen, they got cucked by Francis we met. So he won, (laughs) this is actually pretty ridiculous. He won five majors. All of them were British Opens. Who is this, Ted, uh, James Braid? James Braid, yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a sick name. (laughs) Years he won, 1901. Oh, I can't rattle this off. 1905, 1906, 1908, 1910. Wow, he just dominated the 1900s. You can't argue James Braid versus DJ. Shut the fuck up. You really can't. I I bet you DJ could time travel and absolutely dust James Braid off the golf course. <laughs> with with the mashie and the niblick. Julius Boros has three majors. Julia, didn't Julius Boros win at the country club? Did he? I don't know. I believe he did. Robert, Robert Ferguson had three. Ralph Goodall had three. Ralph Goodall could play. Kerry Middlecoff had three. He won a Masters. Also stick. Denny Shute. I don't know. I've never heard of that guy. Hey, Denny Shute was the, was the pro at our home course. Don't disrespect Denny Shute. What do you mean? He was the head pro at Braeburn. No. He didn't see... His picture's in the fucking locker room. Actually? Yeah. No, you've that's never, not true. You've never, you've never seen this. You're joking. I'm not joking. Denny Shute was yes. a was a pro at our home course. Yeah, he won like the PGA in the 30s, right? Holy or the 50s. Shit. Oh my God, Chris, you're a bad member. <laughs> wow, Denny Shute. Wow, he, he had 16 wins on tour, 
what yeah three majors he won two pgas he won a british open let's see here no he was not i'm almost positive that he was he was not no way i swear to god I, you're this wrong thing, about this there's no way i'm wrong i will i will go to our course this upcoming week and i will take a picture of the platform all right take a picture all right that's a deal anyway so what do you who get- <laughs> who really stood out to you aside from aside from DJ because obviously he was by far and away the best the best player this week really pr- really probably one of the best Masters performances of all time yeah I think Rom really stood out to me because it seemed like it was going to be a DJ Rom battle and Rom was playing so sick and it just seemed like that's what it was going to kind of funnel down to maybe JT in the mix but you kind of assumed that. Maybe Cam Smith, M, and Fratelli, you know, Pan, and a couple of these other guys. Well, that yeah, that answer. Was, that was, I mean, you kind that of assumed that they were going to fizzle out. Now, Smith and M did not fizzle out by any stretch of the imagination. Nor did Fratelli. Unfortunately, he didn't fizzle out. You know, I'm actually changing my view on Fratelli. I like, Dude, I like. The I'm guy. sorry, but he, I can't stand him. He's insufferable. You know what, <laughs> Dylan? You know what, Dylan Fratelli is. He's like that kid in your P, in your middle school PE class who sprinted to the halfway court at the start of dodgeball. <laughs> he does. He's funny to he's he's funny to give shit, but I like do you the think guy. He, he's, do you think he wears those goggles out in public? And the sleeves. <laughs> That's the thing. He there's like so many gimmicks to him. Like the sleeves, the goggles, the putting with the flag stick in. Oh, oh, that's what annoyed me so much this entire week. Yeah, because no one does that anymore. No, the thing is, every single time that it cut to Dylan Fertelli on the greens, Ian Baker Finch is like, he's he's leaving the flag stick in. (laughs) I'm like, this rule's been around for like a fucking year and a half now. This is not new. Yeah, his swing is also pretty bootleg. It's hard to watch. He's bulking up too. He's oh, he's smoking the ball. I mean, that thing is an absolute frozen rope, but he hits some squirrely shots. He hits that like awesome pull slice. Did you see that? Did you see that like forty-five yard yank that he hit on fifteen <laughs> the other day? That thing was outrageous. It was really tap. But actually, wait to go to go back to Rom's. So my friend earlier today he sent me like a compilation on YouTube of like the worst shots from this year's Masters. It was a five-minute video. At least I saw three of them were all ROM shots. And he finished <laughs> minus nine. <laughs> I mean, so let's go to let's go to hole eight on Saturday. Oh it was goodness. really one of the darkest scenes. Because <laughs> he's no. hanging there. He's hanging right there. DJ's making his charge. He just popped off. But ROM is hanging in there, right? And you're like, okay, if he can make birdie here, if he can knock this on in two, maybe stave a DJ par. Okay, now we're talking, you know, and now we have a tournament. And oh my gosh, this thing! There wasn't even there wasn't even a transition in that swing. <laughs> I don't. Was that? Do you think he was quicker than normal? I mean, it it was almost as quick as my old swing. It's, it's you know, it's hard. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell whether I don't know what he did. I think it might have been the lie. It was just the biggest worm burner. Do you think there was um? Do you think there was organic matter on that ball? <laughs> <There was laughs> and that's what sent it into the woods. There is some earth on that ball for sure. 
Oh my god. Some of the, some of the calls this week were just absolutely fucking outrageous. Didn't somebody call the grandstands like a patron observatory tech or something like that? That had me absolutely on the ground. Yeah, it's really tapped. The organic matter was really tapped. Oh my god. I was I was speechless for a song. I don't know what what is why why what is that? You can't say mudball? They there's like a list of things that you can't say because Augusta's so pretentious. It's really bad. Did you, there was a tweet the, the other day. Somebody said, because you know how Augusta sometimes pipes in the bird noises. Someone said, uh, Do you, is Augusta piping in the train, the sounds of the train and the sirens, <laughs> or is that organic? Yeah, the gunshots and the ambulance and the police cars. Some one of my favorite things to do is just Google Earth Augusta because like right across the street it's like a McDonald's and a Kmart. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. Um, you have like a rolling trash can as like Rory's trying to hit a shot on ten. I know. Wait. To go, to go back to Rom, it's amazing. He hits the biggest worm burger and then he arguably hits a worse shot oh, on the next Oh one. my god, what was he doing? The gap was He's, so big. I don't know. Was he yeah. trying to go left of that tree or right? Did he shank it? Here, wait, Sean. Actually, so Sean's coming in here. We'll see if he comes in. Maybe he's choking. Sean, are you choking? Sean. Yo, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, Sean. Thank we're, you for having me. We're Sorry. in the middle of talking about Rom's punch out on eight. Hey, so listeners, the color of Sean's room is Masters Green, and I think that's a fitting tribute. It is Masters Green. I, I was going more for Fenway Green, but... Uh, this is what I ended up with. Well, we're, we're not rooting for the Sox right now. Shout sick. out Fenway Park, friends of the pod. But to go back to Rom, did, do you think he shanked that? I don't know which gap he was going to because the gap left of the tree was so big. Yeah, and there were multiple ma- there were multiple massive gaps. And my favorite thing about that shot is it was like a perfect it was a perfect tempo between when it left the club face and it hit the tree. It was like one, two, and it yeah. sounded like a gunshot. It sounded so <laughs> loud. They had a mic in the tree or something. Yeah. Like, the best part was like that lady where it just rolls right past her feet. She just looks at the bush and then she just looks at Rom. She's like, like you're basically fucked. shaking her head. It was, it was just an unbelievable scene. Anyways, that's where it felt like Rom had lost his mojo and he couldn't really recover from that. He had some good shots, but he didn't really make any putts. I mean, did and, you guys uh, talk about the, the top hook he hit right before that, too? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, because he had a top hook, and then he arguably hit a worse shot following up. Yeah. Yeah, like, they, there was just absolutely no sense of where the club base was in either <laughs> of those swings. And he actually made a sick putt for double. Yeah, it's like a seven-footer for double. And DJ missed his, you know, six footer or whatever it was. And so he actually came out of there only losing two shots, but he was already down, I think, four at the time. So then it went from four to six. But the most depressing thing about that entire sequence of events is that he hit an A1 drive. He was in primo position. Sean, do you have an opening take since you're coming on? Yeah, I got a couple things that I, that I took note of. Um you're going to say, like, DJ's top five all-time player. The first thing. Classic overreaction. The first thing. No, no, I've been saying this. Sound the alarms. Sound the alarms. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows I've been saying this for at least a couple months, probably. But 
I think Dustin Johnson is a top 15 golfer of all time. When you look at his golfing ability, when you look at his resume, obviously it's not as good as some of the guys that would usually fall within the top 15, but his strict playing ability in such a competitive era, I think gives him a legitimate argument to be top 15 all time. Shows up late, doesn't even come up with an original argument. And I also think Dustin is the best player of this generation. The post-2008, post-Tiger, basically, generation. I think he's better than Rory. I think he's better than Speed. I'll take him over anyone. Kepka, I mean, he doesn't have the majors. Kepka's a part-time golfer. He shows up at the majors. Kepka's a cop-out. DJ, he's got the longevity. I mean, the thing, they, they mention it all the time. It's like one of the top three things they talk about with Dustin is that he's won past 13 years in a row at least once every season or whatever it is but it really is insane like even tiger didn't do that so it's really one of those things where it's a really unique record yeah exactly in such a competitive era so i just counted again and sean i'll tell you i said this earlier but there are now so i was wrong mike there are 46 players 46 players who have won more majors than dj yeah, which is really surprised. It's like so I and I'm not saying that DJ's, you know, worse than 46 all time, but I'm just saying that there are so many guys that have won. So this is the part where you're t- but the major This is the count- part where you're going to give us like a head to head between him and fucking young Tom Morris. No, no, James Braid. <laughs> James Braid. James Braid won 5 majors. He won 5 opens from 1901 to 1910. The Dude, field the- probably was nine people. <laughs> The Open in 1901 might as well have been like a friendly match play event. Like like a one-day friend – like it was literally a joke. So it's, like a, those, it's like a Calcutta. Yeah. Hey, hey, 1901 British Open, 2020 Masters. What's the difference? I'd compare it to like a 10 and under <laughs> – like 10 and under boys tournament where you get like eight kids in it. That's what it is. That's the – No, and I – I'm obviously Graver Junior Junior. Yeah, I'm obviously. I also I had a couple other things. I don't know how how much you guys talked about all this stuff. Michelle Wee should never be on another golf broadcast ever again. No, she she was rocky. That was she was rocky. But I love Michelle Wee. You have to love her though. You have to love Michelle Wee. She's the no. I I think she's she's a goat status in women's golf. Interesting, and she's actually somewhat engaging but not on a broadcast because she was trying too hard to be a broadcaster. If she had actually acted like herself, like she does in podcast interviews that I've heard with her, you know, before this, she would have been somewhat interesting because she brings a lot of knowledge to the table, but she was just giving cliche after cliche. It was so boring and bland. I couldn't listen to it. It, it was a little tough to uh, to listen to and the speech impediment didn't help, but yeah, I still love Michelle Wee. Have you guys talked about... I've seen Michelle Wee in person, and she has, like, the most commanding presence. Like, your eyes just gravitate toward her. It's like... She has a tiger presence. She absolutely does. And she was so... Her presence is so commanding. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Michelle Wee. She's in Carlsbad. (laughs) And then next... And next to her was Sergio. And I'm like, oh... That's Sergio Garcia. Mike, we all know you have a thing for Asian women. So hey. I don't know how much I can 
take that. You know, like, oh. I, I don't know if that's <laughs> legit. I mean, we all love Michelle Wee. Yeah. Uh, have you guys talked about Rory yet? Because no, I've got a lot about to James say. Bray. I have so much to say about Rory. I've got yeah, we talked more about James Bray and <laughs> Roberto DiVincenzo. Julius Boros made the chat. Denny Shute apparently <laughs> was, a, was a pro at our home club, Sean Braeburn. Yep. Did you Thank know you. that? I, Denny Shute, he won the Masters? No. He won, he won three majors. majors. What did he win? He won, he won a couple PGAs. And uh, open, I think. Like back in the 50s? Like the 30s, uh, something like that. Yeah. They all count the same. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of that guy. Um, okay, let's talk about Rory. Let's talk Rory because there's Top a lot. Five. To Top Every five for five. Rory. No, Top five This is Rory. exactly no, 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 no. the issue. This, this is, is exactly the problem. Stop. Oh, stop. He's no, 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 no. back. He's back at the Masters. You this can is play exactly the now. problem. Christopher, Rory, shut up. the fuck up. It's a Dude. toxic relationship rooting for Rory. One it's, sec. One sec. Let me say my piece on Rory. Because no. how can you shit on him for top fiving at the Masters? Like clearly He had a 40-yard yank into a chip and putt par three. Clearly he had a good week. Like he yes, he plays horrible on Thursday. I think this uh Justin Ray stat was like he's plus in the last five years, he's plus twenty eight on the first day and minus sixty one on the other days. Yeah. That's so it's bad. a trend. It's a it's a real trend. Like him shooting himself in the foot on day one. So here's what I have to say about that is did you guys hear him talk after his round today? He was that oh that was the biggest yeah. load of bullshit. Well, no, he was saying how he loses 10 to 15 pounds every master's week because he gets so anxious and nervous about yeah. it. Yeah, like, oh, you you're piss- losing 10 pounds because you're worrying about it. <laughs> it also well, piss- seemed like he was trying to like discredit this year's masters. Like because there were no yeah. fans, he's like, no. he's like, yeah, I wasn't as excited coming in. I just didn't get the same vibe, you know. There wasn't the same buzz around it, which is such bogus. He was probably looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, this is the year, and then he exactly. just blows up on Thursday. It's just the excuses. It, he reminds me so much of Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, he's that's really disrespectful. The super talented bum, one of the most talented guys to ever play their respective sport. Does yeah, but but Rory's no, not an no. egotistical asshole. Had a promise. Yeah. I'm just saying in their career career wise, had a promising early career, and you know a lot of success, and then they end up not really competing, and there's a lot of excuses surrounding. One sec. I I, I think DJ's the Aaron Rodgers. If you're gonna have an Aaron Rodgers golf, it's DJ. No. Yeah, super D- talented doesn't win. No. Dude, DJ has 24 PGA Tour wins now in two that, majors. Yeah, PGA Tour wins are like regular season wins, you know? And then majors are like Super Bowl rings. It's Rory still has four majors. Do you know, my, my problem with Rory is, yeah, he won them all in like a two-year span. He had that spurt of okay. success. He's and now, four. yeah, I, I get that. He's and a bunch of PGA Tour wins. It, the four doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you win your four, right? It's the same right. either way. But my problem is... He's almost making excuses now as to why he's not winning. It's like Rory, dude, just go out there and play. Like, yeah, thinking about it too much. He, he the he's Masters is really out with head. the Masters. It, it really is. It, it actually is, and it's and it, a problem. Is Augusta's him. is Augusta's Rory's U.S. Open like you know like Phil's how the U.S. US Open, Open was for Phil? I it's think we're at is. that point I mean, it, it, because. He really did shoot himself out of the tournament by playing really tentatively on Thursday. 
made some that's really the th- swings, hit in like hit in the water on a 16 was one of that was one of the worst shots I've ever seen. That's the thing though. The course was so easy this year that the only thing that was taking you out of the tournament was yourself. Yeah. And then he goes out there when the course is playing tougher and rips it up and plays golf like we know Rory McElroy can play golf. And he plays that course so well. He can play so that many, course so well. Yeah. But, but there were so many guys. Him. But there were so many guys that had rounds that just took him out of the tournament. JT took him out himself out of the tournament Saturday. Brooks took him out, took himself out. What was it, Thursday or Friday? Rory completely took yeah. himself out Thursday. I think those are Bryson took him. Though. Bryson took himself out of the tournament in two holes. Yeah, I think those are for different reasons though. Like JT, and I've got a, a separate take about JT. God, his course management's fucking atrocious. It's really bad. It he you can see the inexperience with him and. I think the driver can get a little squirrely for him. That's really what I've noticed is like he doesn't have those days like Dustin does where he hits every single fairway and he's hitting it like the same ball flight over and over again. He gets a little quick sometimes. He hits that squirrely block out to the right. And, and I know and I know that we're probably recycling our takes from Zozo when he was last in contention, but the thing is is like this shit's happening again. It's the same shit. Exactly. Like he comes out of the gates firing and then just gets a little squirrely over the weekend makes a lot of birdies, right? Like he, he's super aggressive. And I think that comes to bite him in the ass sometimes, but like, you know, he, he's shooting himself in the foot. Like that shot he hit over the green on 15 was stupid. There was no reason to hit that shot. Yeah. I mean, talk about players hitting it over the green on 15. How about Rory today? Oh my my God. God. That was the best part was the club twirl. A lot of players went went in that water and more than I feel like. I have never seen so many people hidden into the drink over the green on 15. Yeah. It seems like one in every three players. That's why it's a great hole. That's why it's one of the best holes on the course. I really listen, do think it not, is one of the top three holes in the golf course. Let's not let's not start this conversation because I know I'm in the minority on this one. It's it's how can it not be a great hole? It's I a true risk reward par five. It is. Like when it comes down to it, it really is. Yeah, but it's just like I think I think it's a more exciting. Hole. It's one of the most thinking, exciting holes in golf. It is. But it, yeah, but it doesn't mean that it's an architecturally sound hole. Like there's really no spot to miss. You can't go long because you're going to be. It's a par five. If you're arguing too hard, are you arguing it's too hard? But also, but this you're arguing it's too hard. But the course was designed in the fucking twenties when it was a three shot hole. Yeah, exactly. So if you're, I mean. In the 20s, guys were hitting it 240, let's say, off the tee at max, like the pros. They're playing that hole from 50 yards up anyways because they've moved the tees back. So you're hitting driver, you're laying up, and you're still flipping a wedge into that green. I mean, it's not a hard wedge shot. I mean, it's, it's a little difficult because you're coming off the downslope into a awkward green, but it's a par five. Like, if you want to lay up and you don't feel comfortable with the second shot, then lay it up, and you'll make an easy easy five. The- the problem is, I feel like there's no strategy with the drive. The only thing that's important with the drive is don't miss left. Well, well I think there's a ton of strategy. I was going to say the tee shot's the most important shot on that hole. But all you have to do is don't miss left. You don't have. Well, what do you there's mean? No that's no. challenge the left side. No, 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 no. Look at Rory today. He Rory totally fucked himself going right into the the right rough. You get have a lot less control out of that stuff. They, when that green gets really firm. You're hitting four iron or five wood, which most of those guys were hitting today, into that green out of the rough. It's impossible. 
And maybe this take is coming out from me because I was a little bitter that balls weren't rolling back down the front into the water and they were staying up the entire week because yeah, the balls were soft. I agree. Maybe I'm just being maybe I'm just being really cynical. Yeah, usually those roll back, so that's that's different. And the thing about oh, you just have to hit it straight is not a valid knock on the hole. I mean, you have like hole seven at Augusta is a great hole, and it's no, it's straight. Not. It's dead straight. It's but it's so tight. You just have to step up there and rope one. Yeah, but it all it is is long. It's saved by a great green. The green is insane. All right, I don't list think... off. I'm gonna list off the five. This best is coming. Right <laughs> you, you, you think number one, three is the best hole? One, three, ten, twelve, thirteen. I don't get the one hype. I really don't. No, I the one hype is real. I don't really get the ten holes. I don't like. I don't think tens like. I don't get the I, ten hype. It's it's. I good. think tens a phenomenal hole. It's fine. What's that bunker doing sixty yards from the green? Yeah, that's I, always I, bothered. I heard this. Like, I heard the story about this because the green was. That originally the green, I think the was, green was right behind was right behind that bunker. Okay, yeah. so maybe it used to be a sick hole. Now it's a bad hole. It's not. Oh my bad. god, that is a horrific. Tip. Dude, I think elevens. Yeah. I think eleven became one of my favorite holes this week. It really, it totally showed you who had the balls to step up there and take on the water with like a four iron. Like you saw so many guys making total bailout late swings. So many people blocking it out, out to the right. It's like you can do that, and you're, you're probably, probably gonna make bogey five. But can we speak you can of also step up and you know ha- drag your balls up there and hit a good shot. Speaking of dragging <laughs> your balls, you see that shot that Sanjay hit into the green today on eleven? That was insane. Oh, that was not intentional though. <laughs> but he he like I saw a tweet that he's like the equivalent of like a of a three outcome at bat in Major League Baseball. He's either gonna walk, strike out, or hit a home run. Yeah, yeah. I could totally see that. And Dottie Pepper was like, oh, he wasn't trying to hit it over there, which he probably wasn't. But um, Okay, Vern was calling him Soonjay. <laughs> Soonjay. I, I, by the end of the week, I don't know what you guys' take is on Vern, but I couldn't stand some of the calls he was making. Now, here's Dylan Fratelli. Like, <laughs> relax. Not every he shot is it. the most yeah. dramatic yeah. shot. Yeah. No, yeah. I love it. I love it because you know what's going to happen. It's so obvious that he knows something that you don't. He, <laughs> yeah. The perfect example is today on six. Just Sanjay moments had ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Sungjae had like that three footer for par, and he's like, and here is Sungjae in, and doesn't doesn't even touch the hole. <laughs> Dude, and the he's best. just like, and he's just like, oh dear. I think the worst. The worst person on that broadcast team it's was Dottie. No, was no, was Dottie Pepper. I was gonna say it's Ian Baker Finch. Oh, it's Dottie. <laughs> oh, it's Dottie. God. No, I thought Dottie. Dottie are you was, kidding me? I thought Dottie was decent this week. I really did. So think annoying. Was all right. IVF so was annoying. bad too. Sean, what what's Dude. more annoying to you? What is more annoying to you? Ian Baker Finch telling you that Dylan Fratelli's putting with the flagstick in, or that <laughs> Sungjae's caddy is caddy for DJ. I was gonna say the two things I learned this week from Ian Baker Finch about Sungjae was that he just closed on a house in Atlanta, and his caddy Bobby Brown used to caddy for DJ. Like he said that like twenty times this week. It was really hard to listen. I heard it like six times within. In the first 13 holes. And you're totally spot on with the Fratelli thing, too. He's like, oh, yeah, inside 35 feet, Fratelli's one of those rare guys that puts with the flagstick in. 
It's like, dude, yeah, we can see that. He's hitting a five-footer right now. Like, you don't need to tell us. So, anyways, the, the broadcast team maybe didn't do their best job this week. But well, hold on, hold Faldo, on. Faldo hold was on. abysmal. Faldo was abysmal. He told JT to hit a cut around the tree on 15. So yeah. That was really bad. I was going to talk about that. That was and, atrocious. The funny thing with, with Vern, I will say, is on 16 today, Fratelli was on the bottom shelf putting up to that top shelf uh, flag stick. And he does the really dramatic, now here's Dylan Fratelli. And he lagged it to like three feet. It was like a 30-footer. I'm like, dude, that was the most average putt I've ever seen hit. Like, please stop <laughs> making that putt dramatic. Very nice. Yeah, so I think he's you know, the iconic calls, but for the standard ones, like, dude, just give me like Faraday. He has a good sense of timing, though. Like, he lets the moment breathe. He doesn't get in the way. You know, as much as I love his, you know, bad shot calls – the best one might actually be Faldo, and that's the only time I'm ever going to give him credit because it's like he just saw a car crash. <laughs> Dude, how about Faldo calling all those shots? Everyone kept going long into the bunker on five. Yeah. Shot, and he would go, oh, my God, that is dreadful. Like It's, like, it's like it offended him. Yeah, it, it literally was, yeah. Some of those He's shots. got some of the worst fucking takes. Yeah. I always can't believe that Faldo won six majors. He was an absolute it's really greatest crazy. European player ever. I mean, it's really crazy. Yeah. He was <laughs> Apparently kind of everybody hated like a him. Stiff. He's a stiff. Oh, my. I, I, I would Dink not Faldo. want to. It seems <laughs> we have a Here's the thing about, about Fal- that, too. If, if I had to sit in a room like for two hours with Faldo, I'd probably be miserable. Yeah. And Mike... Chris and I didn't tell you about this, but we were listening on Thursday and Faldo was talking about how DJ on nine, he could hit this little dink cut and he kept saying dink. He said it like probably eight yeah, times. It was his favorite word. Like a tense, yeah, it was like a 10 second span. So we're calling him Sir Dink Faldo. Sir Dink <laughs> I love that. Sir Dink. Hey, did you guys see that montage over where it reflected back on his second Masters win, which was like 30 years ago, and he started crying. Yeah. What did you guys think of that? Yeah, I was going to mention that. That was outrageous. I was, it really was. I, was. I was doing some yoga, and I just see that coming on the TV, and I'm like, I genuinely don't know what to think. Yeah. He's, he's funny. He's always funny to laugh at. He totally yeah, but- was stumbling over his words in Butler Cabin talking about DJ. Did you hear that? Like... After the the uh, Butler Cabin ceremony, whatever, he was talking about DJ, like how nice of a guy he was, and he had a run on sentence for like two and a half minutes. Like he just he, he kept going, like, dude, all right, wrap it up now, wrap it up, and just kept going. <laughs> God, it's so funny to laugh. About it, yeah, it, it was a real shit show of a broadcast team between it was... we, Vern. I mean, I will say Calvin. though, the coverage of the masters is phenomenal i mean we watch oh, yeah. like nine hours per day yeah because i'm sure i'm sure fred fred ridley goes up to lance barrow and he's just like cut the fucking bullshit yeah they, there weren't, weren't a lot of commercials commercial breaks were really short and uh i mean what they do on masters.com is sick hey where'd joe ford go i miss that fat guy telling us that there's limited commercials it's been gone for like three years and no and no one knows where he went I don't know what to say. Yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're on your own there, Mike. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some digging. What else was there? Answer. 
Answer freeze. Oh, mental midget. Answer freeze. It's too bad, actually. I was really rooting for him. I think answer is going to become a menace in what do you mean a menace? four years he's sick he's he, so good he gives me that kind of vibe like he needs to learn a little bit what it's like to play around the lead and once he does he's going to be so hard to play against because that guy just doesn't miss and makes every putt like he's he made yeah, zero so, putts today he did yeah he putted terrible but his game is so solid all the way through Speaking of yes. short putts missed, we saw a lot of two-footers missed this week. We saw Hideki miss one. We saw Kevin Na miss Hide- Kevin Na Has Hideki ever made a cut? Kevin Na missed 39 of them. On th- yeah, <laughs> Can you was- talk about that? 39 putts and he hit 18 greens. He's one of the best putts one. in the world, too. That's 39 really putts. That's like me. Yeah, he, you know, for people who have a history with the yips, it usually comes back and haunts him one way or another. I mean, he had the driver yips. Now he has the putter yips. I mean, it's just what's next. Well, the thing is he putted really well the last three days. So what happened the first day? I mean, the greens the first day were really slow for Augusta, like crazy slow. He finished tied 13th. Yeah, he had a good, really good week on a golf course that really doesn't suit him that well. Imagine going into the clubhouse and just being like, hey, I hit 18 greens today. And it's like, oh, that's sick. What'd you shoot? One over. <laughs> so be like, what the fuck happened? Can we talk about JT a little more? I got this. Do, do we I have got to give him more time? Well, I really like JT. I, I, I used to hate him. I, I like him now. He's really exciting. He's kind watch. of annoying. Oh, my God. He's so exciting. And that's exactly what I was going to say. I think JT is like so similar to Spieth. Yeah, he is. Because you get the hot and cold stretches. Like, oh, he can so light it up for, like, five holes and then just totally shoot himself in the foot for four holes. He's, like, always flirting with disaster. Yeah. You know? But Every the thing shot, is- you're on the edge of your seat. It's like I-, I always compare it to now, like, watching a playoff baseball game. You're in the bottom of the ninth, two outs, and every single pitch could change the game. Like yeah. that's how JT right. plays golf. It's awesome. Yeah, but Jake, but JT's rounds unravel because of bad decision, which is like easily yeah. fixable, as opposed to Jordan, where like you don't know where the ball's going. Yeah, I guess they they do unravel for different reasons, but I think they're super similar. In- yeah. No, JT still hits those mother drivers. Yeah, he does hit a lot of dead yanks. He some of his his bad is amazing. He also hits a lot of blocks. I mean, he has a two way yeah, miss with his driver. He really does have a bad two way miss right now. He was hitting a amazing sick push. So he was well. hitting the sickest <laughs> push cut this week. <laughs> Should we talk about the old guys? I wa- I really want to talk about the old guys because there are a bunch of old guys storylines. Yeah, God, you know, you Bern- had Larry Mize and Bernard, right? Bernie fucking anchored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got to wear baggier shirts. Yeah, it, he got exposed this week. A lot of people posting on Twitter about did you see Bernard his anchor? Did you see his like orange pants yesterday? He looked like a prisoner. I didn't. I, yeah, I, he he always does shit like that. They he was wearing like a weird yellow shirt crochet. today, right? His he might have the worst dress sense in all of golf. He, he tries like to dress like cone. a twenty-year-old. And it just fails. Yeah, he's like 63-year-old Ricky. That's like what he tries to go <laughs> Can we also talk about Ricky? He's about to drop out of the top 50 of the world. He's not going to qualify for he the had a good Masters. Week, Mercedes, 
talking to Chris. Mercedes is not going to be happy if he doesn't make it oh to my Augusta God. next year. You think they're going to? Do you think they're going to just hit up Fred Ridley? It's going to be like sponsors invite. Yeah, <laughs> it's special be exemption. Really sad if Ricky isn't in the majors next year. Like I think it'd be getting sick. really low for him. I mean, listen, he's got plenty of cash coming in through Red Bull, Puma, Mercedes, and all that other bullshit. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, Ricky's one of the most popular guys with the younger demographic in the game. Like he needs to be there. And people love the hype of, oh, is Ricky going to his first major this year? No, the answer is no. He's not. I don't know if he'll ever win a major now at this point because it's it's looking really dark for him. But like we need to have him at this point. Yeah, Sean, you, Sean, he was very popular with you for a hot minute. He was very popular with me when I was, uh, you know, 14, 15. I was classic. Really the, the Ricky. Didn't someone confuse you in your Ricky face for Chris? Yeah, yeah. That was that's one of the all time traits. I was wearing I was wearing uh, orange pants, teen off on one. I walked down the fairway, and my buddy is caddying, and one in eighteen right run right next to each other and uh one of the guys in his group goes who's that and i'm not gonna say the word but you know who's that guy over there uh in the orange pants and it was me and my buddy goes oh yeah that's chris bornhorse the the club (laughs) (laughs) so now everyone thinks chris such a tough look that is so good that's really a tough look chris i'm sorry that you have then you got branded like that. I did get branded. Talking about the other old guys, though, Phil and Tiger both contended for a hot second. Tiger more than Phil, but they were both kind of up there. They both kind of made little moves, and Tense. then it all came crashing down. That was sick. I think the sickest part about Tiger on 12 today was that he rattled off four birdies. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, five out of the next six. It was ridiculous. If he if he parred twelve, he would have shot like a sixty five. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty insane. And he didn't look good today. He looked stiff. Like you see him getting out of the bunker. Like he he was leaning on his club, like pushing off to get himself out of the bunker. It, it didn't look good for him this week. It was after a day rough. the delays. The delays and the restarts really hurt him. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But I mean, listen. Overall, Tiger looked really good. He oh, did. Yeah. He has control of his golf. He's solid. And it just shows you that no matter how bad he's playing, he can still contend at Augusta. And yeah. and I mean, Friday, he couldn't get anything going, and that kind of took him out of everything. And I don't know what the stats are going to show either, but the the biggest question for him coming in was the driver. And he drove it really well. And I don't know if that's the comfort thing because it, it's Augusta and it, he knows every inch of that place, but he had that, that fade working well. I mean, he was hitting a 20-yard cut, but... It was accurate. It was in, he was in complete command of his golf ball. Yeah. So all in all, I think it was a pretty good week. Expectations. The Pats just converted on a fourth and one. Wow. They playing so, this week? Are they Sunday playing San Francisco? Baltimore. Baltimore. They're playing the Ravens, oh. dude. We're going to get fucking smoked. No. No way. This is the statement win. Anyways, um, I do want to talk briefly about Cam Smith because I've fallen in love with the guy. I love him. He's great. He is great. He's awesome. He's great. He, he just kind of does his own thing. He's, you know, he's he's always in kind of a good mood. But he looked like Larry Bird out there. Which he did. Look like, he 
I also Lynch. saw something on Twitter. He looked like <laughs> the guy that Dustin bought his drugs off in high school. <laughs> so, he really did. I, I think DJ Pajowski from No Laying Up said that he looks like the Four Loco version of Jordan Spieth. <laughs> Cam Smith, the, I don't know what only, the only player in Masters history to shoot in the 60s four days. I feel bad for Which him. Which is crazy. Crazy. And he lost like, by five. Yeah. <laughs> he got blown out of the water. I think he would have won every other Masters aside from three. Well, the thing is, Sungjae tied him, too. Like, it, it. I mean, it has to do with the course playing super easy. But, so easy. You know, he was in the high 60s uh, too many of those days to catch Dustin or Man. really even break away from Sungjae. I, not to say anything sacrilegious, but the course looked a little janky this week. It did. With the Bermuda <laughs> on the think, greens. I think it was because of that Bermuda that came up in there. Yeah. Yeah, for off sure. season for sure. But I think 12 green looked really splotchy. Like two T didn't look very looked good. Like a joke. Yeah. It was like mostly dirt. Seven T looked really bad. It was just like a it was just like yeah. a strip of it was just a strip of dirt like right down the middle i'm like yeah oh. there was and there were some yeah. spots around the greens that were really patchy yeah around yeah. 11 11 on the right side where the, everyone was chipping from didn't look back a set back of 17 yeah but right, enough shitting on the golf course but yeah it's off season so they get they get an excuse if it doesn't look good in april then i'll have questions yeah that's true i was really um, hoping today at, so dj he bogey four or no, he chunked his pitch on two and then hit the sickest yeah, bunker shot. That bunker shot was filthy, though. And then he bogeyed four and bogeyed five. And I'm like, ooh, here's DJ at Pebble. No, but, like, he had that birdie on I three, thought, and I'm just like, ah, he's right at the ship. It's yeah, over. Yeah, you didn't get that sense, though. Like, he, even through the, the collapse there, like the mini collapse, which wasn't really a collapse, but even through that, dude, he felt like, it, he wasn't letting this go. I don't like, know. I thought Cam Smith was going to be there. I thought Cam he, Smith didn't strike the ball well enough today. He did, and that's like a testament to yeah. how good his scrambling is. Like, oh my god, that guy, that that guy in and on and around the greens, he's seriously impressive. Yeah, that shot he hit on seven from the trees, and the shot he hit on nine from the pine straw, make birdie on both of them when you thought they were for sure bogeys. I had a Actually, friend trying. I had a friend trying to argue with me that the shot on nine was luck, and I'm like, I, my dad I cannot listen to you. Walt said it was luck. Yeah. The, like, the oh, fact that he so shot bad. consistently in the 60s all week and hit it the way he did is actually insane. Like, really remarkable. Can you tell Walt to turn his lower body first? <laughs> And eat Not to cereal. disrespect an 80-year-old man. And eat cereal without ice cubes. <laughs> oh, my God. What an absolute menace. Have you guys really dug into DJ yet? Of course we have. What else do you want to say about DJ? His round on Saturday, Brandel brought this up. And oh, I know Brandel, you don't like Brandel, but he is one I'm of the a huge Brandel guy. He's one of the smarter guys he in golf. He says some of the dumbest shit. At Saturday's round was one of the greatest rounds in major championship history, and it was. It was statistically, it really was clinic. If, if you uh, watched it, you would know that it wasn't. Because I did watch got, it. He got. I know you did. I but watched every shot. 
he got lucky in a lot of areas. Um, like on five, that ball should have been in the bunker. Probable bogey. He, he yeah, skirted he did right get lucky there. He got lucky on eight. Um, he got he. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say he got lucky in that round, but he did. How did he get lucky? How did he get lucky on eight? To where he got some breaks that I was like, okay, maybe this wasn't like a flawless round, even though he did play insane. But One another th- I wouldn't call the thing- it the greatest round in major championship history. Well, I think this week's performance was the arguably top three performance in major championship history, and it's the greatest performance in Masters history. I disagree. I think Speed. I disagree. Speed at eighteen under on that golf course was way more impressive than DJ getting to twenty on this golf course. No, 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 no. The greatest. Yeah, it, doesn't have to, it doesn't have the to. The greatest. Do it. Come on, come on. This is fucking stupid the greatest performance of all time is tiger going 18 under and winning by 12 obviously yeah after uh, shooting a fucking 40 people, the first overreact, people are gonna overreact to this yeah but, the one thing about dj is is that on those rounds where he goes like really low like those 265s like there's a lot of the times when he goes low you're just like wow he could have gone lower yeah like I, like the 60 at tpc boston and you're like how'd you not shoot 56 so maybe maybe greatest isn't the right word, but it had to be the most textbook. Like he just went fairway green all week. Fairway green, make putt. Fairway green all week. It was maybe the so, most. Com- it was maybe the most complete performance. Complete, yeah. And Tiger, I mean, obviously Tiger had the ability to go crazy low, but you always felt with Tiger, kind of. I feel like what you feel with JT. Like there's a lot of excitement. He can get crazy hot, like the hottest anyone's ever gotten in the history of the game. But then he has that 40 on the front nine on Thursday. You know, like he had those stretches where Sean just cut out. Cameron? Yeah. Yep. You just cut out. What did I leave off on? I don't know. You're talking about some tiger bullshit. Oh, I you're talking well, about I, JT shooting. You were sliding tiger. tiger. You were sliding. No, tiger. no, I wasn't sliding tiger. I was saying that. JT or Tiger is a lot like the comparison that I made with JT earlier. Like he to not a, compare Tiger to, a to JT. Greater, they, they don't breathe the same air. To a greater extent, Tiger was yeah, that's outrageous. Get more hot than anyone in the world, but also had those stretches where he couldn't find it. Like not really. He made that's so bullshit. Dude, he, he made he made he made every cut for like six consecutive years. I forget what the actual number is for consecutive cuts, but. I, you can't be crazy and consistent and make every cut for six straight years. No, he wasn't crazy and consistent. But DJ doesn't D- have those. He doesn't have those stretches when he's playing really well. Okay, he's playing really well. It's the same the whole tournament. The whole tournament's the same. It's just fairway green. He'll maybe have like two holes where he's like in minor trouble. Tiger even at his A game, like they played that quote today. 97 was the first tournament that Tiger won in his own words with his A game. And he still shot 40 on a front nine. Do you see what I'm saying? Like he, even at his A game was a little wild. I just, I I think two under, (laughs) which is insane. That's what I'm saying. He had the ability to get hotter than anyone in the world. Okay. Let's, let's compare DJ Tiger and JT for a second. Just to indulge, just to indulge ourselves. DJ makes golf look really, really, really easy in the way that Tiger does it his best. JT has a tendency to make golf look absolutely fucking exasperating. Yeah, it does look really <laughs> difficult for him sometimes. Like, like, same he's like- swinging out of his shoes. He's hitting the biggest block cuts. He's 
you know, pointing left and right like he's on a on a runway. He's so animated too. Like every shot is the end of the world, or there's like nothing, no response. But like yeah. if he hits a bad shot, he's like you know, pointing way right. He's sulking. And then he gets over it for the next shot, but he, he gets down on himself sometimes. Well, his bad shots are so bad. Like that duck hook that he hit into the trees on 11 was, what was that yesterday? Like that was, that was a horrendous shot. I want to finish up on the DJ Tiger thing. Like I think it's easy to overreact right now to DJ's win. And I think if you went back and watched Tiger's performances, you're going to realize what's there where it, you kind of get this uh recency syndrome where you you know you you we just saw dj in dominant performance and it's, like, it's easy to say oh that was the most that was the most incredible performance ever that was the greatest thing i've ever seen or you know he's a top 10 player of all time like it's easy to overreact i think to what we just saw where i think it totally if, is for sure oh, absolutely but i've been saying this for years like I mean, I've always been a huge DJ guy, and you guys know that. So I don't think this is an overreaction. I've been saying this all year that DJ at his best is the best player in the world by a mile. I think he's better than Rory at his best. I think he's better than Brooks at his best. He beats any of those guys when he's on his A game. And I've also been saying he's a top 15 player of all time based on pure golfing ability. He's a top three player of all time based on raw talent right behind Tiger and John Daly. Like I've John been saying for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's- John Daly is the number one most talented player of all time. Not even he was close. Amazing. And Hands it's not down. close. Yeah, it's not close. It's really not. It's even not close. close. I mean, he was blacked Tiger out. It. Tiger said it himself yeah. that John Daly's the most talented player ever. Oh, God, Daly was awesome. He was freaky talented. I mean, his hand-eye coordination, his hands were insane. All right, I don't want to spend too much time on him because he was absolutely not a factor. But can we talk a little bit about the big golfer? What do you mean, the big golfer? Bryson and just the absolute load of bullshit that he threw up threw at us this week with all the excuses. I was feeling dizzy. I'm like, no, you the crap. I think people are also overreacting about Bryson. Like, yeah, he didn't have a great tournament. Like, move on. Like, yeah, okay, I agree. Like, people were giving him shit for calling Augusta par 67 for him. What? Why are you giving him shit for that? It was because he yeah. could reach five holes in under regulation. So that's with what it is. Wedge. He just played, he played atrociously. Yes. Okay. He played yeah. shitty. That's that happens. That's fine. He's not going to win everything. Okay. So he won the U.S. Open by six. Right. So let's like let's give the guy a break. Like he had a bad week. And at the same and, time, though, I agree, Chris. But he does it to himself. Like he, he said, was just acting like it. such a petulant little bitch out there on the golf course yeah and he does it to himself he puts these expectations on him by going out there and saying it's a par 67 it's like yeah dude it probably is but you probably shouldn't tell everyone that because then they're going to hold you to that expectation but what like gets me really annoyed is that you know like after the third where he lost the ball unfortunately and then you know sculled one over the green and then just kind of when it's a free fall that lost ball ruling was bullshit but then he, you know, then he comes out like the excuses like, oh, I was dizzy. I wasn't feeling good. I'm like, no, your attitude was just piss poor. And it probably took you out of the, took you out of the round for a couple holes and you just beat yourself up. Yeah. He'll be all right. right. Some of the things that, some of the things that he did this week just kind of reminds me of like why I don't like Bryson. I think he's going to, he's going to come back and, and show us his, why he's there. Are I think, gonna be- yeah, I think April's going to be a different story for him for yep. sure. 
And, I agree. and, you know, the people saying that, like, he's not going to, like, change his, you know, the way he plays. Like, of course he's going to change the way he plays. He's a smart player. He's one of the best players in the world. And he won the U.S. Open by six, as you just previously alluded to. Like, he can do it. The, his method works. Like, there's, he doesn't have anything to prove. Yeah. yeah. He has nothing to prove. I think that's where people are totally off on. It's like, dude, this guy won the U.S. Open, like, two months ago. You know, he he's proven that this works like augusta it's gonna work it always has for the, the bombers so i don't get that you know i think he had people, a bad week. i think people are afraid of the change they're afraid yeah. of what he might be able to do and they don't want to admit you know that he might be changing the game i don't know maybe maybe in a way him just going on a rampage would be a good thing because it would actually force the usga to to make a change for once and not just you know, wait till it's too late, like they did with anchoring. So the last thing I wanted to bring up, I had a good talk with my dad about this. We were talking about which majors produced the best winners and what the best major was. And it's it's obviously a super subjective question. Are we talking this year? Or no, 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 no. In just in general, in history, what's the best major? What what which How major gives you the best golfer at the end of the week? No, well, best golfer or most most fun to watch. No, no, no. Gives you gives you the best champion at the end of the, the open. Week. I think, think it's, it's the, the U- open. The US Open. No, I think the open. I think it's the Masters. I think the open is I think the it's most the US compre- Open. I think the open is the most comprehensive test of your No, because game. it's so much different from what most of those guys play on a weekly basis. Yeah, but isn't isn't the skill being able to adjust your game for that one week? But that's no, that's like saying like a beach volleyball team plays their most important event in a gym. Yeah, I I don't know if I agree with that logic, but I think the Open <laughs> has the ability to produce some of the flukier winners that we've seen, and I think it's because it's well, so does the Masters. Such a, no, I I this is where I disagree. I don't think the Masters. Give me is- give me a fluky winner for the Masters, Chris. Charles Schwartzel. Yeah. No. Danny Willett. Charles Schwartz. Danny Willett was ranked 12th in the Fuzzy world. Zeller. Fuzzy Zeller. That's where you have to go back to Fuzzy Zeller. That's how long it's been. Uh, no, Marco Mira. Marco Mira, Marco Mira won two majors. Two Mike majors. Weir. Mike no, Weir. Mike, Mike Weir was the top five times. player in the world. Also, yeah. shout out Mike Weir. He was sick this week. Trevor Immelman. No, Trevor Immelman was a good player. Really good player. He won a lot in Europe. Well, if you're just going to say no to everything I say, then... No. Because they're not, they're just objectively not like fluky. You could, you could make Larry Mines, dude. That was so long ago. Like this is what I'm saying. It's been like Sandy Lyle. It's been thirty or forty years. Sandy Lyle was one of the most talented players coming. Doug Ford. Are you just reading off guys from? Yeah, now you're just no. I'm the nineteen. I'm going off the top of my head. Masters. No, Doug Ford was like 1955 or something. Yeah, Charles Cootie maybe. Yeah, Cootie. I'm saying in the modern game. Shout out to the Cootie Brothers, by the way. I want to do. It would be cool to do like a a list, like a comprehensive list of all the majors and how many majors slash PGA Tour wins their champions have, because I think that would tell you a lot about the quality of the winners that you have. I think I the think- Open personally identifies the best player that week the best than any one of the tournaments. How so? I, I think it absolutely, I think it personally it just weeds out the, the contenders from the pretenders because the course is so unpredictable 
and you have to golf your ball in a completely different way. But you, you can no because adjust. here's the thing: in the open, you can get totally lucky with the weather draw. I agree. Literally, I the tournament depends on what your tee time draw is. You said Sometimes. you said agree. You said agree like an Irishman, Sean. Jesus, dude, you raped the mic there. Sorry. Uh, like that one year where Tiger was dominating the open, and he got a bad draw in an afternoon on the second day. An absolute monsoon came in, and he was just out uh, of. You're turn. talking about you're talking about Mirfield. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think I think it's the Masters, and I think the Masters potentially doesn't weigh all skill sets the same, right? Because there's such a heavy importance on driving driving distance and approach play. It doesn't really emphasize short game like the Open does, but well, that's at the, the same time, you know that's why. Yeah, that's why I say the open. I think it weights every single part of your game the most evenly. I I don't think approach play in the open is weighed as evenly as it is in the Masters. Because you get so many funky bounces, so many crazy wins that you can't predict, gusts and stuff. You know, there's a lot of unpredictability and a lot of luck involved in the open, especially when it comes to the ball strike. You get that a little bit at the Masters with all the crazy slopes, but it's definitely not to that extent. Yeah. Hey, one of the, you know one thing that stood out about the golf course this week was that everybody talked about how soft it was going to be and how it's going to be a bomber's paradise. A lot of those guys don't kill the ball. Sung Jay doesn't kill the ball. Cam Smith doesn't kill the ball. Answer isn't exactly a long hitter. I mean, the only like real long guys were like Rory and and DJ at the very tippy top of the leaderboard. And Dylan Fratelli now that he's bulking. Yeah, Fratelli can smoke he's it, bombing it now, and he's hitting that wipey ass fade. Oh, it's repulsive. His swing is terrible. It's we are really we just... already we already had a thing about Fratelli. We don't need to go round two. Okay. Off I, that, I will say He Faldo... definitely tried so hard at Badminton and PE. <laughs> Faldo actually made a good point this week in that all of the guys on the top of the leaderboard were faders. Every single one of them had a fade besides I think who did he mention? Uh maybe Roy I mean, Rory plays a draw a lot. Um there was one so other guy. You... Sungjae plays a cut. DJ plays a cut. Answer plays Cam a Smith cut. draws the ball. Cam Smith was the guy he said that draws the ball. But Cam Smith was hitting fades off the tee all week. So um, Augusta, I, I think the myth about it being a, a drawers golf course, I think that's totally irrelevant now. Well, I was listening to I was listening to a podcast with upcoming guest uh, Lucas Michelle a couple of weeks ago, and you know it was his first time he saw the golf course, and and the podcast was saying. Is it really that important to hit hit a draw? He's like, no, not really. You just need to hit the ball high, and every single one of those guys hit the ball high, aside from maybe answer. Answer hits it stupid low. Okay, I want to say one more thing before we get to recap our matchups quickly. Um, Bubba won the Masters in 2012. In 2013, and did not win it in 2020, as you said. You yeah. Were. Okay. Well, let's. Can Failed with on? flying colors. Okay. Let's 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 no, 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 let's, no, no, let's no. grow up here. No, let's grow up. No, no. <laughs> after all that hype, after all the bullshit you gave us, that's yeah. all we get. We get to talk about it for five seconds. Bubba was a joke. In okay, the- okay. <laughs> he was right. a total I- joke after all that hype, dude. That was so bad to watch. He, the toe putting, dude. The putting was terrible. He, okay, he putted really bad. What I want to say about Bubba though is that. In 2012, he won the Masters. 2013, he made a 10 
on number 12 on Sunday. I saw this. Oh, God. In 2014, he won. Tiger wins the 2019 Masters. He makes a 10 on number 12 on Sunday. I mean, what else are you going to say? That sounds like some What's going to happen in April? What's going to happen in April? That sounds like No, I do hate when people say that shit. I I just thought it was funny. Chris, you probably... They were saying Tiger with like, oh, it's his 23rd Masters appearance. He's, you know, T17 after round two, like just like Jack was. Yeah, the 86 thing. Yeah, Chris blames his bad rounds on the full moon. Yeah. Okay, let's recap. I don't like that shit, but... (laughs) So, matchups this... So, everything was worth double this week, okay? So, we had matchups. We had a couple prop bets. We had our big Masters draft that we've been doing this entire time. And so that came to an end, and we had our back ass words, and we had our picks to win. So everything gets jumbled. Well, the back ass words is separate, but everything else gets jumbled into a point system. So every matchup that we've gotten right is a point. Every prop bet that you get right is a point. If you pick the winner, you usually get five points, but since it's the Masters, we're doing double, so you would get ten. So that's how we're going to do it. I can't... All right, so let's recap this. So we had Rom versus dj we know who won that sean you had dj i did good job i went all in on dj this week we had tiger versus speed i had tiger you guys choked on speed no did that end up being close yeah tiger it, actually, won. it actually was kind of close i think speed was like one over for the tournament tiger if he didn't birdie five of the last six actually would have lost that i know that's actually pretty that insane. would have been a huge choke so we had Bryson against top five, which we all took for <laughs> That ended well. Everyone lost. And and then we had Brooks versus JT. You guys both choked on Brooks. No. I had JT. I said that was so easy. Rewind Dude, the tape. I said it was missed, so yeah. easy. We missed by like, I mean, d- two shots. Eight under. Two shots. I think, yeah, it was like two shots, dude. Easy. Okay. And then Xander versus Cantley, uh, they tied. So That was a wash. So I ended up going two and two. Uh, Sean, you went one and three, and Mike, you went zero oh and four. So good job there. Oh, <laughs> and so that brings our matchup records. I I'm sixteen and thirteen. Mike, you are fifteen and fourteen, barely five, staying above five hundred. And Sean, I... you're you're seventeen and twelve. So you're definitely leading in that category. And then uh, shout out DJ for giving me the uh, ten extra matchup points winning yep so sean picked dj to win so he gets 10 extra points so yeah really really disrespectful so sean your points on the season are 17 matchup wins plus your the 17 includes this week but this week's matchups were double so that gets you to 18 plus you won you won you picked the low am we did not pick the correct low am. You picked the correct low am. That got you two points. And and That's then you picked big. DJ, which was 10. So you have 30 points on the season. And you're wow. in the lead. That's Mike, pretty special. I have a commanding good job. Mike, you have – so you had 15. Can we skip this part? No, you had 15 <laughs> It makes up for wins. our back ass where it's raping Mike this week. <laughs> you had 15 and, matchup and wins gave Chris plus CT10. two for picking – yeah. So plus two for picking the low senior of the tournament. You got two points there. And then the anchor you got. I did not see that coming. And then you got zero points times two for matchups. 
And then and I believe that adds up to zero. <laughs> it does. So you're at 17 points, but you were victorious in our master's draft pool. Wiped the floor with you guys. Yeah. This really Chris, won- how does it feel? Cam Smith put your team. No, on no. His- on Here's back. the thing. Even without Cam Smith, he's still even so he had five players who missed the cut. Or withdraw, and and we and I picked Harris English, who was not even in the field this week. Out of his eleven, which is really dark, <laughs> he had five players that did not get any, did not earn any money, and even if you take out Cam Smith, he would have still beat me. Wow! After all the hype, Chris, about your team, your Masters pick sucked. Yeah, well, after get down to it, after all this, the best bullshit. by a mile. After all this bullshit about how bad my team was and how Victor Perez would still be on the board. Victor Perez was a joke. I absolutely laughed at you. Hey, he made me money. How much did he make? Yeah, you? 33 grand. That's Let's not go. bad. That's not bad. Yeah, so Mike, you 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 won. You won. Ferris Congratulations. You hey, listen. I I know all the credit's gonna go to Cam Smith, but I have to shout out Mr. Corey Connors for finishing. Let's shout out Corey Connors. Shout out Ian Poulter at a good finish. Shout out Nick Taylor. Shout out Lee Westwood. And shout out Victor Perez. They all did pretty well for you. I was getting so excited for Westy on round one, and then he absolutely lit himself on fire. I thought Munoz was going to make a charge for me today and potentially beat out Cam Smith, but that... He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Actually, looking at the results, I borderline had the best draft. What? Dude, what? Yeah, so... You finished last. One sec. All my guys were in the hunt. All my guys made like 30 grand. Mike, you had half your team... in the hunt. Half your team could have had polio. They would have had to deliver the same results. Listen, <laughs> I, I drafted the stars. You drafted B-listers. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like the NBA. I mean, you got to have one superstar that gets it done for you. And Mike had him this week. You, no, you're like, you're like the Raiders during, during the draft. You know, they think, they've, they think they've scored big, but they all flop. Well, anyways, that, that win gets you 10 points, as good as picking a winner. Which is outrageous because I picked the winner. Yeah, but we've been doing this draft for months. I know, I know, I know. So, Mike, that that brings you actually up to 27 points. You're only three behind Sean. Chris, you're getting lapped right now. But we're also getting lapped in back ass words. Yeah, we are. So I'm not doing well. If you you add up all my points, including picking on the number, the highest single-day score this week, 82, shot by Andrew Landry, Shout out Andrew Landry. Tough week for him. Listen, I I was thinking about him for back ass words for a reason. Did you pick him? No, remember because he, he was off the remember table. I, oh, he was off. Remember, the table. I was so excited, and then I'm like, wait, you picked him? Shit. I think I did. I picked him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So that brought I me to reason. 22 points total. So I am five behind Mike, and I'm eight behind Sean. Sean's, you know. It's tough slowing him down. He's on a real heater right now. I'm on a heater. Good job, Sean. Thank you. So now I want to get to the back ass words. This is this is really what I love to see. Sean, do you want this to This is qu- a crime scene. Sean, do you want to quickly explain it again? Yeah. So uh back ass words is a segment where every week each podcaster picks one player for each 
Wait, hold on, hold on. We got to start this over. Choke, 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 choke. We're going to have to cut all this. Can you explain it? I don't want to. I'll explain I it. already Christ. teed you up. You have to know. do it because I already teed you up. All right, all right, all right. Ready? You ready? All right, so Back Asswords is a segment where each podcaster drafts one guy for the other two guys. This is already confusing. I can't do it. All right. Oh, my God, all you right. have the yips. <laughs> all right, Mike, Mike, you go. Mike, ex- explain it. Explain. All right, so the concept of... So the concept of back asswords is sorry. If it's hard to explain, it's no, it's not. So, hard to so the con, so the concept of back asswords is is each player drafts. So each podcast. <laughs> you can't player. explain anything. <laughs> All right, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Shut the fuck no, up. No, no, I was no. I was doing good. So the concept of back asswords is each podcaster drafts a player for each other podcaster who they think will p- play poorly that week. And the con and the whole goal is that you're trying to make sure that your fellow podcaster makes as little money as possible that week. So wow, well done. Most, well done. So whoever has the most money at the end of the year is the winner. Right. So you have no control over who your team is. You are given your team. You're just you're drafting for the other two guys. And once you take a player, they're off the board. That is correct. Jesus All right. Christ, it's wow, not that, that took complicated. Like eight minutes. That was a I had to sub in for Sean because he got the verbal yips. I got the yips. I couldn't remember <laughs> what was going on. All right, it's so long day. let me Sean, read out. Welcome to my world. I'll read out the teams that we gave each other for this week. So you guys gave me CT Pan and Jimmy Walker. Huge week <sighs> for Pan. The bread the man. man. Pan man. Uh, Mike. Uh, Sean and I gave you a great team. We gave you Andrew Putnam, who missed the cut, and Eric Van Ruyen, who withdrew. So you made zero money this week. <laughs> and then Sean, it's a running theme. We gave Sean Sung Kang and Nate Lashley. Um, Nate Lashley Shut up. up, but Sung Kang made a little bit of money. I do have to say about Sung Kang, he has the worst <laughs> golf swing in the world. I was going to say, yeah, he does have the worst golf swing in professional golf and is a Wolf. cheater. And that, yeah, that's all I have to say about Sun Kang. And he's also slow. So Sun Kang yeah. made you uh, almost seventy-five grand, and since it was double this week, you know that gets you like one fifty. So that's added to your total. I had a huge week. CT Pan making three hundred fifty-eight thousand, and Jimmy Walker making twenty-five thousand. You double that, double that. That brings my yearly back asswards total money earned. To over a million five, we've got a lot of and work. Mike, to do, you're Mike. sitting at two hundred and sixty-three thousand. <laughs> Feeding we've you by over seen out here. We've done well drafting for Mike. <laughs> we've had some sick picks for Mike. I might have to WD. And Sean, you're at six hundred and forty thousand, so you're still quite a ways behind. Yeah, sitting in a respectable place. Respectable, though. definitely respectable. I'm not going to be losing sleep over it. Brian yeah. Gay is carrying Team Bornhorst. Yeah. And the Pan Man. The Pan Man might have earned more money this week than Brian Gay did. Um, not quite. Based um, on the double. Actually, yeah, the, maybe with the 2x well, multiplier. The 2x multiplier got him over the But hunt. in real life, the, the bread man did not earn as much as Brian Gay. That is true. Anyways, that's that's the recap. That's the picks recap. Um, I do want to say that John Augustine contended for a little bit i had him as my low am and, and then, then pissed kinda, it away he kind of blew up a little bit andy overtree won low am and sean you won that pick but that was exciting to watch for a little bit 
Yeah. Crazy, like, Mongolian reversal there. Ogletree was, like, huge four over. Ogletree was not going to make the cut from the start. He's four over through four. Augenstein was playing well, got the six under at one point, and then just totally flipped. I think he was on the first page of the leaderboard for yeah. like, the split Yeah, he second. was solo fourth for a while, like, on day two, like, end of day two. Shout out to Andy Ogletree. He played really good those last three days. And yeah, Tree. Really – and he's also taken his game to a completely different levels since the USAM win. Yeah, and he has a sick swing. Ogletree. He does have a sick swing. So does Augustine. Yeah, Ogletree, they both have great swings. Did you see Ogletree? Day one morning playing with Tiger. He laid the sod over his oh. – he had like a 60-yard pitch on 13, and he hit it 30 yards. He hit it short of the creek. Yeah, he laid oh, up to God. the creek. That's awesome. <laughs> But then he rallied back, and so, you know, you got to give him credit for that. I mean, he had to be nervy playing with Tiger first day, first couple days. Actually played with him the third day, too, by chance. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Just by chance, the score is the same. Anyways, I think that wraps it up. We're pushing We're pushing uh, end of the second quarter here with the Pats game, so i got to log off. Yeah. Go Pats. Priorities, right? Priorities. Yeah. Cam Newton, please take – Inspiration from your fellow Cam, Cam Smith. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Cam Smith, definitely Cam of the Week this week, by the way. For sure. Unless Cam Cam Newton throws for like 600 yards, six touchdowns. Or, oh. or if Cam Davis broke his, lo- his local oh. course. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Wait, I did had... he? He broke a local course record this week? He could have. Who knows? Probably I think did. He did. He's a beast. He probably did. I was waiting for you to say Cam Davis because if you didn't, I was just going to slip it right in at the end. <laughs> just, just a tip. I hit a chili dip. It was off the, it was off the hosel. I mean, Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron <laughs> covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I don't care. I honestly don't give a struck- shit. He could be six <laughs> feet under at this point, whoever WD. I didn't watch a single <clears throat> bit of it, but I'm going to chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend so- of the pod, Aunt Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there's a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away from <laughs> Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging. Florida. No! You can't yeah. say Florida!